Just a quick note, we'll be right back to the podcast. I want to let you know about a new network for beer industry professionals. It's called the Beer Business Finance Association. It's an organization of financial pros just like you looking to improve financial results, increase profitability, connect with your peers, and share best practices. So I'd love to tell you a little bit more about this. If you are interested in learning more, please email me, Carrie at beerbusinessfinance.com. That's K-A-R-Y at beerbusinessfinance.com. Or you can visit bbfassociation.org. That's bbfassociation.org to learn more. Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. In today's episode, I'm sharing a podcast that we did for Tap Room Success, and the title was How to Build Your 2024 Tap Room Financial Plan. And the gist of this is, you know, financial planning, budgeting, it's important, but it's not always the most fun. So today in the podcast, we're going to share tips and tactics to get you started on your 2024 financial budget so you can achieve success in your taproom business. The key topics we're going to talk about how to motivate a taproom manager to tackle the budget, first steps that owner or manager can take when preparing the plan, how to identify your key players, who's usually involved in creating the plan, and how the work should be divvied up, the major pieces of your taproom financial plan, and the order in which these should be done, and then best practices to help ensure a successful planning process, which of course is always important. So for now, please enjoy this episode, a podcast for taproom success with myself and Andrew Copeland. Hey, Terry, it is hard to believe literally we're in the last quarter of 2023 and 2024 is just around the corner. Are you ready? Uh, no, oh, no, I, you got to be ready here. It's coming whether we want it or not. You know, it's been a great summer. I'm excited for for fall and winter. You just you just got to roll with the changes. You know, we've got some skiing we're going to do this winter, some trips. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. So you personally, how are you starting to plan for 2024? Is there anything you're already starting to do to get ready for the new year? I feel silly even saying new year right now, Carrie. I really do. But it's important we do talk about it. You know, we it, it's interesting because I think we traditionally in our planning, we, we do. We think about new years and this and that. But, you know, I think a lot of times it's helpful to kind of do that continuous planning, right? Like we think about like a rolling look forward, whether it's a rolling quarter or a rolling year. So you're really always planning. You don't necessarily need those mile markers. But having said that, I agree that there's sort of an emotional component to a new year, fresh beginning. You know, I buy into that as much as anybody and you know, you get motivated by it. But yeah, I'm just constantly trying to think about, you know, what's coming down the pike. You know, what can I reasonably do? How many things are on the plate? What are the priorities? How do I organize those um, and tackle those so we continue to, you know, provide, I think, hopefully good value for our for our members. No, absolutely. So let's dive in. You know, financial planning, budgeting, these are important tasks, but not always the most fun for people. I mean, they're fun for you, but not always everyone else. 
And you and I talk about motivation a lot. What can you motivate a taproom manager to tackle the budget? Yeah, it's tricky because we do. We have this mindset around the budget and the numbers and it's math and we don't really want to do it. And, you know, right or wrong, in, in my experience, most people really just don't like budgeting because I think they often we think about budgeting as telling you what you can't do, what you can't spend money on, where you need to cut back. And it's all like, oh, those are things I don't want to do. But I would flip the script, you know, and I would look at, you know, how can we run a better business? And let's put, let's quantify that. And let's put action items around it. And let's get excited about all the, the fun things that we want to do, you know, to have a creative business and, and drive revenues so that everyone really benefits. So I think first, the first step is one of mindset. You know, how do we approach this? And I've been, I think, intentionally not using the word budget very often because it has just such a residue on it. And I think more about planning and forecasting and, you know, just using words that are a little more, I don't know, positive. Well, forecasting makes you sound really sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. We're going to forecast. So I guess, so that's one is, and then the other is, you know, it's not going to be a hundred percent right. It just isn't. And, you know, there was that quote that, you know, plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. And I, I think that's true. Is it the process by which you put together your forecast is super important because you'll be asking questions about what do you want for your business? You know, what have you done in the past that's worked and what do you want to do more of? What, what hasn't, and what can you do less? You know, where do you see the business going? And this is, you know, this is exciting too. When you start that process, it might feel a little hard, but with the right mindset, you can you can really dig in and and create some cool stuff. And I'll agree, you have to have the right mindset. You have to put dedicated time with the calendar to focus on this. It's not five minutes here, five minutes there. You got to go in really hard on this one and really just focus on where you want to be in the new year to kind of get this plan going. So to recap that, Kerry, you know, what would you say for even in the needs of mark is that first step and tapper owner or manager should take when planning them, preparing the plan? Yeah, would, from a practical standpoint, I encourage people to write it out in words first, because very often people sit in front of a spreadsheet and they're just the blinking cursor and you're like, I don't even know where to. So number one would be, don't don't worry about the numbers, write out what you want to do. What events do you want to run? What new beers do you want to launch? Are you going to expand? Are you going to add new merchant? You just write it out. You know, you can think this as a business plan, but I wouldn't even get that formal. I would just say on paper, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you see this thing going? Just write it. Don't worry about editing. It doesn't need to be. And then what you can do is say, oh, okay, I've got, you know, maybe a dozen different initiatives. Now let's start quantifying that. Let's bake it into a plan. So then we encourage folks to use, you know, some some models that we have in Taproom Success, where you just simply take the financial planning module, you download some of the templates that we have, and you can start filling in the numbers. And we've got videos that'll walk you through that. So it's not like you're starting from zero. It's like, okay, here's how you might approach it. You know, you're looking at your sales plan and your operating expenses and so forth. And here are some spreadsheets that you can use to plug in those numbers. So I'd write it out first, and then I'd use some models to make it easy. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, we've we've done that for you. And who doesn't love diving into YouTube-like videos on spreadsheets? <laughs> but they're so important for a business owner. And, you know, by taking the time to invest in yourself and better understand the budgeting process, you, you're going to have a more successful year. So now let's kind of talk about who's involved in creating the financial plan and how should the work be divided up? Like, who do you typically see involved in this process, Kerry? Yeah, it's it, it really runs the gamut from one person creating one plan independently and then hoping everybody gets on page with that to including all the key stakeholders in the organization. So I'm, I, I tend 
more towards the latter um, for my recommendation. You know, the more people you include, it can get unwieldy because you do need some training and some education and coordination, and it does take time. But the product that you're going to get is going to be so much better. You're going to get, you're going to educate your staff on what the key numbers of your business are, uh, how they're calculated, how they can make a difference in hitting those numbers. You can talk about rewards and incentives for for doing that. You're going to get a lot better buy-in too, because people are now understanding, oh, how does this business actually work, and how can I help? You know, I was very influenced by the Great Game of Business by Jack Stack. It's it's all about open book management, and I'm not saying everybody has to jump in to the deep end, but there are concepts, and one of the concepts is is that he advocates is called high involvement planning, and the quote is goes something like, you know, you know, when you appeal to the highest level of thinking, you get the highest level of results, and I've always thought that's really interesting. Is you know, we've got so much talent all around us, but we don't always recognize it. It's like, well, that person's staff, you know, they're really good at customer service, but I don't know about the, you'd be surprised about how many ideas you get, initiatives that you can put in place. Um, and then furthermore, the buy-in, you can't underestimate that. Everybody understanding the plan, having a, a hand in creating it, and then we execute on it. I, I agree with you. I think that transparency, getting your team involved, empowering them to be part of the process is so important. It's going to help with their retention. They're going to want to stick around longer. They're going to feel more invested in part of your company. I think that is huge. And I love to hear when taproom managers and owners that we interact with are doing this versus you know, just the one person at the top handling all the budgeting and no one else really knows what's going on because understanding those metrics, they impact everyone from the bartender to the owner. So I think it's so important to make it a process that includes as many people as feasibly possible, as you mentioned. Now, let's talk about the major pieces of the taproom financial plan and what order should these be done? Yeah, the major pieces are really your sales, your cost to sales and your margins, your operating expenses. And then, you know, we want to look at any fixed asset additions. These are capital. These are things like, okay, we're going to make any major improvements to the tap room. We're going to add another tap room. We're going to add new brewing equipment. So those big purchases. So we kind of break it into these buckets and then we can tackle each of the buckets either in order sales through those or I really advocate for starting with what you already know, because a lot of times people are like, geez, I don't know how to do this. I don't know about cost of goods sold and really never thought about how, all right, let's not worry about that right now. We'll come back to it. But what we do know is we really want to freshen up the tap room. You know, we want to do X, Y, and Z. And okay, well, what what's that going to cost? Who are the vendors that we're going to, let's start, you know, getting that on, on paper. And then we talk, well, how are we going to pay for that? You know, are we going to have to borrow money or do we have you know, working capital to, and then you can kind of get into the, you know, the sources of where the money going to come from and the uses where are we going to deploy that capital. So that's a place. So what I recommend is it's sort of like building, creating a puzzle and you get all these pieces and we like to put the edge pieces together first because it's just, sorry, well, that forms like the, you know, the general outline. So those edge pieces are really those sales and margins, operating expenses and your capital expense. And then starting with what you know first. And very often the operating expense side is the easiest because we know, for example, what the taproom lease might be. And we know what utilities have been in the past and what we pay for supplies or trash removal and so on and so forth. So you can kind of build those up. And then maybe we jump over to the sales planning. So if we have some historical numbers to look at, we can use that as a basis for, you know, projecting what might be coming in the future. So we look at, you know, where have we been? Where are we at right now? Where do we want to go? You know, and then we can kind of create some 
some forecasts on that. And then super important, I think, is getting those action items. What are we going to do in order to create these outcomes? Because just creating the number and hope, you know, hope is not a strategy, they say. So we need to have some specific action items. What are we going to do in order to achieve these outcomes? Who's going to do it? And what's the deadline? So really just creating some structure around that. Awesome. That's a really good insight there. So we talk about who's involved in the process, but I'm going to take a question for maybe those who aren't involved in the initial process. How do you see the plan typically communicated to owners, managers, and staff, and what form does this take? Yeah, it can take, you know, if you go full open book management, it can be, hey, every week we're going to build the income statement, the P&L. That's a little extreme and time consuming for some great, great outcomes I've seen. And uh, we definitely advocate for people at least checking that out. But for an abbreviated version of that, we go back to our old friend, the KPI, the key performance indicator. You knew, Andrew, we were not going to get through a podcast. I'm that. excited to hear it. Okay. So what what I advocate for doing or recommend people do is that everybody has a number. So you can do this by department. You can do it by individual. So everyone has a critical number and a KPI that they kind of own. So you might say, hey, your tapper manager, you know, your KPIs are number of customers that come in, average spend. And so track it. What, what did we actually do? Uh, where What are we doing right now? What do we want to do in the future? And how's that going to, how are we going to, you know, create those outcomes? You know, for, for taproom staff, you know, it might be your your customer service score. It might be a lot of the, you know, surveys and, and things that you do with Secret Hopper coming in and saying, you know, how do we get our satisfaction score up? How do we, you know, create these things? Um, so that can certainly be, I know many breweries that I work with have, have referenced that, you know, we're looking at this score and we want that number to go up, you know, and this month it did. And we, and, you know, we did these things and we think that's working. So uh, I think that the takeaway here is you want to make these numbers approachable. You want to make them understandable and you want to make them meaningful for the people that you're asking uh, to track and improve. So they understand how they come together. They understand, you know, the actions that they'll need to take in order to, to improve those numbers. So really making them, um, you know, we talk a lot about finance for non-financial folks. Most people are non-financial. I love folks. that term. I really, really do. Yeah. And KPIs are a really great way to do it. You know, cause you're talking about one or two numbers, you know, not a whole income statement. Um, and that's, a, I think a, a nice way to walk people into it. No, that's great. Now, so kind of go back to everything we've talked about today. Do you have any best practices to share to help ensure a successful plan? I think it comes down to good old fashioned uh, outline structure planning and, and a little, and a few sprinkles of discipline. And, you know, what I would say for folks is um, I have, we have a an outline to kind of get you started. So first I look at it like who, you know, define the team, you know, the timing and the tools that you're going to use. And deadlines are super important. When are you going to start? When are you going to finish? These are very simple best practices, but most people don't get started on time. They don't finish on time. They don't communicate the information to the people that need to know and can make a difference. So you want to define who's going to be involved. What are their expectations and responsibilities? You know, talk about what tools you're going to need. And, and by tools, that might mean the models that we have that you can download to create your, your forecasts. Tools can also mean, um, you know, there's a lot of apps out there that can help you. Tools might be your point of sale system. What data are you grabbing out of there? So really just being thoughtful about how you want to approach this in terms of team, timing, and tools. And then you're going to be 90%. And the last thing I would say is just get started. Any plan is better than 
not having a plan at all. Yeah, absolutely. That's a ton of great insight on how to start forecasting for the 2024 Taproom Financial Plan. And because we started today talking a little bit about motivation, I want to share a book that I believe really ties into this. I just finished a fantastic book. It's called Mixed Signals, How Incentives Really Work by Yuri Nisi. Fantastic book. But I'm going to give you like his final quote from the book because I think it'll make you want to read the entire, you know, fantastic, you know, piece that he's written. And that one thing is he ends saying, I want you to have one actionable takeaway. And you know, anytime someone tells me they want one actionable takeaway, I'm listening because that's something you and I strive for so much. We often throw so much information, but at the end of the day, you're probably going to only take in that one thing. So the author says, if you have one actionable takeaway from reading this book, make sure your signal aligns with your goals. And make sure your signal aligns with your goals. So whatever you're signaling your team, is it going to help you get to that final result? So those KPIs you're talking about and what you're telling them you want to see increases in, is that truly going to help you get to where you want to be? And I, I love that. I think it's really motivating. So Yuri Neasy, Mixed Signals, great read. Carrie, are you reading anything right now? Oh, you always get me with this, Andrew. I'm going, I'm reading. Are you listening to anything? Maybe a good podcast you've consumed recently. <laughs> I know you've got one there. You no, know, I love the Tim Ferriss podcast. And he's he had a, a guest on uh, recently. I believe his name is Sam Corcos, C-O-R-C-O-S. And he started this very interesting company. I won't go into too many details. People can check it out. Tim Ferriss podcast. But he talks a lot about, you know, using different tools to kind of be more efficient in your day to day. And you know, I've got, we were joking, I have to-do lists everywhere, but, you know, he has, he has a real system that he uses. So books, you know, I'm reading a lot about like the masterminds and how, how we can, you know, add more value for our members, uh, podcast, almost anything by Tim Ferriss. I, I learned something and um, something new. And, and, and this, this most recent one I think is in my, probably in my top 10. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, I know that is added to my queue. I need to listen to it. Everybody, thanks for joining us today. You know, Kerry referenced a lot of resources that we have in Taproom Success. He has tons of great templates you can download, videos to walk you through. We've got a lot focused on the Taproom experience as well. We would love to have you as part of our community. You can learn more at taproomsuccess.com and don't hesitate to reach out with us with any questions. We hope to see you inside the membership soon. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.